Hi, my name is Emily. Thanks for joining me today, wherever you are, wherever you're going through. Uh, I'd like to just start off today by again saying thank you. And I want you to take a moment to say thank you to yourself. I'd like this podcast to be a time of reflection to talk about kind of what we're going through and kind of how we're going to work our way through it. This podcast doesn't really have a main theme or a sense of direction. We grow through what we go through. So that's one of my favorite sayings. and I wanted to share that with you today. Sometimes self-talk can be the best form of healing. And so that's exactly what we're going to do. Today's episode is going to be about finding your way when maybe there's a circumstance that you weren't expecting and it just seems very negative, very harsh, and you're not really sure where to pick up and kind of go from there. I'm currently going through this myself uh, for about the past four to six weeks now. Um, in my particular situation, it was the loss of a job suddenly and kind of where to go from there. You know, what resources were there? What were the emotions like? And kind of how are we in the process of moving past it? I think this reflects really well for not only a job or a position, but maybe also a friendship or a relationship that you have in your life. Maybe it could be any number of things where you have an upset balance in your life and maybe it's taken a crack at your self-esteem too. So that's a short overview of kind of what we're gonna talk about today and let's dive in. So a little bit about my particular experience. I am in the beginning of a new chapter. Uh, life told me it was time to close an old chapter and I didn't have much of a choice in that matter. Uh, the summer was a particularly interesting time for kind of sorting out emotions and dealing with them. It kind of started with the dwindling and loss of a major friendship due to a few different things. And then at the beginning of August, I was also uh, lost my job um, very, very suddenly and really didn't have a backup plan. You know, I wasn't expecting that to happen, but there were kind of some factors that were in play before that, uh, you know, that really just didn't make it a great situation. And so the universe just told me it was my time to move on. So where did I start? I started and I was very angry. I was angry at myself for maybe there was something I could have done better. There was something I could have said or did or did differently. I was reflecting on all of the whys. Why did this happen to me? Why me? I was angry at the people who caused it. And I just had this deep, deep anger that really started to kind of take root for about two or three days uh, after, after losing my job. And 
it was really kind of eye-opening how angry I truly was. Not only was I holding on to a bunch of repressed feelings of the stress and what I was going through in that job, but the feeling of not being in control. I didn't get to make that decision. Somebody else made that decision for me is what hit me the hardest. I've never been let go from a role like that. I was furloughed during COVID uh, for a number of months, but uh, this one was vastly different. To me, this rooted in feeling like I'm not good enough. And that is a very touchy subject for me. Me and my therapist talk about that one quite routinely. But I don't want to keep those feelings to myself. One of my driving factors in life is if there's something that I can do or say that has even the smallest impact on somebody else, it makes me happy. And so where did this hit of self-esteem and feeling like I wasn't good enough coming from? And how did I separate myself from that and start to move forward? Now, again, this has been five or six weeks ago and I'm doing better now, but you know, there are still those moments where it kind of creeps up and it hits you out of nowhere and you're not sure that you have moved past it. You start to doubt yourself if you have made any progress. So as we kind of start our talk today, I want you to remember that any progress is a lot of progress. You're no longer where you started. Just the fact that you are seeking out a podcast or any type of help you know, means that you understand that there's something going on. There's a puzzle piece that isn't quite fitting right. And just acknowledging that is the first step in moving forward. So I have come to realize I have a sense of not feeling good enough in regards to multiple situations from my life. Whether this was being challenged in academics as I was growing up, I wanted to be the top of my class and often competed with two other boys for that top spot. And, you know, it was constantly, what can I do better? Did I get an A on this? And if I didn't, you know, that made me feel like somebody had beat me, that it, it, it was hard. And then, you know, going to college, I had a whopping 1.8 GPA my very first semester. And if that is not a humbling experience, uh, I don't know what is. I was almost at the point of losing my scholarship. I had to write an appeal. But, you know, coming out of that two and a half years later, I finished with a 3.2 GPA. I was very proud of myself. I had a major, a minor, a concentration. I had studied abroad, all the works. And so that feeling of not being good enough kind of continued on into adulthood with past relationships that didn't work out and not really understanding that this all tied in together. So thankfully, 
I am in a good stable relationship now. We're going on four and a half years and being able to have a place of safety where somebody knows that you don't feel well or something's going on. They really want to ask you about it. Maybe really start to realize that these questions were internal. It wasn't just everybody else in the situations that I was in. It was how I was re reacting and responding to them. And so we started taking a look in that. When I started feeling like I wasn't good enough for something, I kept asking myself, why? Why do I feel this way? Well, if I made a bad grade on a project, maybe I got a C instead of the A or B I was hoping for, why do I feel like, you know, my, pro my time in the program is over, that I'll never be a good student? Why do I feel like I'm not meeting others' expectations of me or my own personal expectations. Well, why do I have such high expectations of myself in the first place? What is it that makes me want to achieve so highly that it's really hard to move forward when something doesn't work out how I planned? So in terms of coming to this end, coming to the close of a chapter in my life, I was already kind of experiencing these same questions with losing a major friend in my life. And I won't talk about that too much, um, but it kind of started this journey. And the, the fact that our job kind of came on top of that was another factor in it. So the first day it happened, I cried. <laughs> and again, I was I was so angry that this was happening to me. This has never happened to me. Who gives them the right to treat me like this when I have done nothing but good and nothing but try to help and just be the best version of me that I can under the circumstances? Well, of course, we all have the saying, life isn't fair. We got to pick ourselves up, put our big girl panties on, and just keep moving. But that is really difficult. It's not as simple as a change in your attitude. It's a whole mindset shift that has to occur. Or we're just going to end up back in square one, where three days later, we still have the same feelings of, of grief, you know, the denial, the bargaining, everything like that. And of course, even though this happened very suddenly, there is still a grief process that comes with that. And so after we passed the anger, I realized I can't go back and change anything. Everything that has happened has happened for a reason. It's happened the way that it has. And the only thing to do now is move forward. There's no changing the past. I can reflect on it as much as I want to, but reflecting on those situations brings me pain. And so why would I knowingly want to cause myself pain in those 
feelings and those what-ifs when I can't change them. What I did in general Scorpio fashion was went and blocked everybody from that company um, from my social media um, just because that is a way of coping for me. Um, not everybody does that, but for me, it gets the initial what ifs kind of out of the way. If they're not popping up at me all the time, if I don't log in to go look at something and see them or an update, then I also know I can't easily go and look and see it and seek that stuff out. I don't have that easy access to the past to then begin reminiscing and hurting myself in that process. So for me, it's probably not going to be a forever thing. Eventually, I'll get to a place of healing and I'll be able to not do that. But for right now, those connections are very hurtful and remembrance of them is also very hurtful. And so in order to stop myself from going and looking at those reminders, I take that option away. Of course, I can go and unblock them at any time, but that requires a lot of additional steps. And you say, Emily, well, blocking them is just a very childish response. And in some ways it is, but when you look at it from the point of view of you're not allowing yourself the easy access to go and relive or go down the rabbit hole of what might have happened, you're saving yourself a lot of future pain. And that is how I see it. And so while others might call it a semi-childish response, I view it as a boundary I am setting for myself, telling myself, no, you don't need to go look at this. Looking at this is going to make it difficult. You're going to go down a path that's really not great and you don't need to go there. So that was one of the very first things I did. Um, I have come a long way from some of my past relationships of going and throwing away everything or burning it. Um, but we didn't do that. I just packed it in a box and I put it in the closet. Some of those um, were awards that I had won while I was with the company. Some of them were very sweet notes from coworkers. And those are things that I really don't, just because I'm angry and hurting now, I don't want to lose in the future. But putting it away, putting it out of sight means that I'm not seeing it every day and I'm not having that constant reminder. And so I put them in a closet that was behind a whole bunch of stuff in our house that's very hard to reach. And, you know, for me, being who I am kind of puts it out of sight, out of mind. I may not remember it for three to four months. It may be three to four years when we're moving. Who knows? But not having it in front of me is the exact same thing as removing that from my social media. It's a very visual and physical reminder that that pain is still there, it's still lingering. And when I can make the effort to kind of put it out of my thoughts, not having those constant buttons push, it makes healing a little bit faster and a little bit more available for me. So what did I do next? 
So next, I I wasn't ready to look at the positives I gained from the experience. I did realize that one positive of being letting being let go was that I didn't have to deal with the anxiety of putting my two weeks in because I wasn't sure how my previous employer would respond to that. And so that was a really good positive that kind of came from that. I didn't have that anxiety. But of course, the anxiety is flipped. I said, okay, well now I don't have a job. What am I gonna do for money? How am I gonna pay rent next month? So I got on Indeed, I got on LinkedIn, and I revamped my resume. I went through, I actually joined a site and got um, one or two additional certifications. I said, I'm ready to take the next step. The universe has told me this, life has told me it's time to move on. So this is my equivalent of going and getting my nails done or my hair cut. And it just made me feel really good. I was presenting myself in a very good way. I was applying to a lot of jobs and really just exploring all of the options that were out there. Now, from then to now, I have probably put in several hundreds of applications. I've had quite a few good interviews. I have been ghosted quite a many number of times, but thankfully the last week of August, just about 20 days after being let go, I actually started a new position with a nonprofit. And um, right now it's just contract. So, you know, but it's, it's a step in the right direction. I'm very thankful of the opportunity that I was given that I'm no longer having those same anxieties and really being able to make a difference. I've never worked for a nonprofit before. And so this is just a fun and exciting new journey that I'm on. And so where do, what happened in those those 20 days before I started this new position and what has kind of happened since then you know I had the struggles of well what am I going to do about my insurance do I need to go on marketplace do I need to worry about Cobra what do I need to do for unemployment you know is that an option and figuring all of this stuff out was so stressful and just an, another another layer that added to not having a job. So that was a lot of fun. Uh, for me, one of the things that really kind of helps take my mind off things is learning and applying skills in ways that I didn't have before. So that was kind of what prompted me to redo my resume as well as look at one or two additional certifications. So one thing I want to highlight that I believe is very important in this process is the difference between enjoying your hobbies and relaxing instead of using them as a way to simply distract yourself, repress those feelings, and not have to feel them later on. So what do I mean by that? I actually had to explain this to my therapist, kind of, you know, what I meant by the difference in those and, you know, how I was going to apply that. So let's take the example of reading. I have a Kindle Unlimited membership. I go through 
several books a month. I absolutely love reading the different genres and so it is a big hobby of mine. But I've used reading in the past as a way to procrastinate, to avoid my responsibilities, to avoid what I need to get done simply because the act of doing it you know gives me anxiety it's 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 frustrating I don't want to think about getting it done so I'm gonna read I'm going to ignore everything else that's going on and this is gonna be my distraction I am simply reading to avoid thinking of everything else that I should be doing so even though I love this hobby it's not actually bringing me any relief from the stress or the anxiety that's going on. I might feel good while I'm doing it, but once I stop, all of those anxieties and all of that stress is just gonna come rushing right back. So what is one way to kind of combat that? So what I mean when not distracting yourself with a hobby is set an intent. So whether you simply wanna read for 15 minutes, you wanna go soak in a bathtub, I want you to either make a list, whether you choose to write it down, it's in your head. Think about the things that you need to do or you need to worry about. Say, now is not the time I'm going to address these. These will work out in time. I have faith that they are going to work out, but right now I need to reset and I need to let my mind and my body relax. And so kind of giving yourself that vocal or written affirmation is really going to allow you to kind of go into this hobby allowing yourself the moment to slow down, enjoy it, actually have a bit of relief from any stress or anxiety that you're going through. Because if we simply go in and as a way to distract ourselves from everything else that we have to worry about or do, then we're not actually gaining anything from that activity. But if we address that we do have things that will eventually get done, but you're allowing yourself that moment of peace, you say it's been a long day. I know I have a lot to worry about, but right now I need to allow myself, you know, 20, 30 minutes, an hour of peace and I'm going to enjoy that because I deserve it. I deserve to be able to sit down and not feel guilty because I'm not being productive every minute of the day. I'm allowed to sit down and enjoy one of my hobbies as a way to create, as a way to relieve my stress, as a way to just take time for myself and allow my brain or my hands to do something else because this time is meant for me. It's not for me to maybe I'll sell this artwork later. No. It's simply meant to be a time to allow yourself to rest because you deserve it. You do not have to be productive every single minute of every single day in order to be valued. And let's just say that again. You do not have to be productive every single moment of every single day in order to be valued. Productivity does not equal value. What you put out in a day 
does not determine your worth. At the beginning of 2022, I attended a goals workshop from a friend who is a coach kind of on well-being and holistic living. And she wanted us to have a daily affirmation goal that we could repeat every day. That was going to be the top of our umbrella, the top of our pyramid that each of our days was focused on. And when I shared mine, I got a laugh. But it it's really really true because my goal was do hard things and don't die. And you may laugh when you hear that, but the effort and the level of difficulty is not the same each day. Some days if I'm depressed, if it's been a bad day, you know, getting out of bed, taking care of myself, and the dog and having two to three meals is going to be what's good for that day and that hard thing is going to be again getting out of bed maybe I did one load of laundry or a load of dishes and that was it for the day I got up I took care of myself and I existed And other days, if I'm feeling good, if, you know, I'm in a better spot, doing those hard things might be going for a longer run. Maybe it's going to be getting on my bike and climbing a really difficult hill or solving a difficult problem. But again, it recognizes that you're still meeting your goal each day and you're still accomplishing tasks. It's not about going and being the highest level of yourself every day because that is really, really hard. No matter who you are, especially in today's world and climate, that is a very difficult task. And so I take good measure in the days where life is a lot harder and I don't get as much done, but I'm still happy because the alternative was Maybe I didn't eat that day. Maybe I didn't get out of bed. Maybe I called out of work sick. But instead, I got up. I did little things. And they were small things. But that was my hard thing for the day. And so, it's okay to definitely let yourself feel and acknowledge that days are going to be harder than others. And that you don't have to put 150% into every single day because that is a great way to cause more stress, more burnout, and just ultimately have a much more difficult life. Uh, I've been there several times and so let's, let's avoid doing that. So again, Some days we have hard days. And those first few days of not having a job were my difficult days. I wanted companionship from my partner. I didn't want to be alone with my thoughts. Again, I was very angry and just wanted to lash out and be very vindictive. But I didn't do that. I didn't give in. Having someone around me definitely helped, regardless of whether that's a partner 
a friend, some random person you message with on Reddit, anybody, absolutely. But just having that little bit of support and knowing that this hardship wasn't going to be forever. It was just a right now. So how do I get through today? How do I get through tomorrow? I don't even want to think about next week. And that is totally okay. Most of my days were filled with taking care of myself in little ways and just giving myself the space to start pulling away from that negativity because it wasn't going to serve me. So I wanted to do small things that I enjoyed. I wanted to eat out a few days. I wanted to take longer showers. I wanted to play with the dog or sleep in. And that's exactly what I did. I took that time for myself. I focused on the things that could happen if I was to put in the work now. And so putting in those applications, trying my best to not get discouraged every time I didn't hear back from a job or they said that somebody else had gotten it or maybe having an interview that the hiring manager didn't show up for. All kinds of things happened. But again, I gave myself that grace. I told myself, this is only for right now. It's not going to be forever. And that was a really motivating factor in order for me to get through to each new day. When I finally landed my contract position, I was super excited and I had a start date out of about a week and a half. And so that next week and a half was very purposeful in getting ready to enter a new position and getting ready to really embrace what could happen and allowing myself that opportunity to really understand that positives can happen, but I need to be open for them and not going into this with a negative attitude, still from my last position, uh, and clean the slate, not only for myself, but for this new job as well. I didn't want to harbor any of that negativity. As the days passed, my anger definitely started dwindling, but there would be moments that something would come up I would get a reminder or somebody would say something that would remind me of it and that anger and all of those negative emotions came back but realizing that I didn't have to sit in those emotions I could say yeah look this was something that you experienced and it really sucked but this doesn't define who you are it doesn't define your character or your work ethic it doesn't define who you can be. Let me take those feelings, not give any power to them, not give any power to the people who put me in this position, and let me reclaim that power and take it back. It's been six weeks. I'm in my third week of a new position. Do I still feel that negativity and anger sometimes? Yes, but it is smaller. It's easier to push away because I'm not having as many reminders and 
I have given myself the opportunity to find a new position and realize that my worth was not in what they provided. It's in what I can provide and the job that I can do. It's not in pleasing somebody else. It's in making my own self happy. That taking the time to reflect and do the things that I needed to do and to give myself the opportunity to actually feel and not sit on those negative emotions, but feel them in a way that was aimed towards a better goal has really helped. Again, this is still ongoing. I'm not quite done with my healing and I'm still looking for answers on what does come next. Will my contract continue? Will I need to readjust my budget? You know, all these what ifs that could happen, but I want to focus on being present in the moment, content with what I have currently and grateful for the journey that I've been given because it's who I am today. And if there's something that I'm not happy with myself about, what questions can I ask myself in order to make that better? So I hope this has kind of been a little bit of a reflection for you, or maybe you heard some nice phrases that you want to incorporate into your daily life. Maybe you didn't get anything from it. It didn't resonate with you. And that's absolutely okay. I want to thank you for joining me in this conversation because just getting it out into the world and talking about it is a way that's beneficial for me. And so we'll go ahead and close today. Again, thank you for joining. I hope to make this a regular series and I'll try to look for ways to see if you can reach out and see what's going on. But have a great day. Remember that you are truly capable and an amazing person. And don't forget it. <laughs>